Welcome to the Sport Codex Show, episode 98. It has been a little while. It actually feels like quite a while, but it's only been a couple of weeks. Probably our biggest biggest hiatus in uh, the whole team. Yeah, 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 since since the old uh, lockdowns began and we rebranded the show. Yeah. Well, we actually rebranded it before the lockdown, but it mm. wasn't long after that that yeah. uh, the lockdowns happened. Pretty much yes. since we rebranded it, shit went crazy. The second yeah, episode yeah. we did, Kobe died. That's and right. Then, <laughs> and then COVID cranked in like a few, like COVID was around then. Mm. Like it just got into the country when Kobe died. And then, yeah, uh, six weeks later, I think, or seven weeks later, Bremer was all on. So yeah, man. Well, um, yeah, been on a hiatus, bro, and uh, mm. in isolation and all that stuff and out, out of the way now. So yep. good to have you back and chatting. Yeah, yeah, it's good good to be back. It was uh, pretty rough for a little while, so yeah, no, good to, good to be back and able to talk and fucking not run out of breath after three words and shit. Yeah, the old the old COVID just can can fucking nail some people when other people seem to be fine, but yeah, just the way the yeah. bookie crumbles. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it is what it is. Got through it. It's the one, mate. So. Just in time for playoffs, so well maybe not the other way. Because maybe if you did have it, if you time it up to the playoffs, you know, then you can just have a real good excuse to yeah. <laughs> just watch like playoffs de- all day. Yeah, it depends how it depends how hard <laughs> it hits Hammond. me though. Because uh, I was if I was not up to watching anything the first sort of three days, I was bedridden, couldn't move. Yeah, can't even keep your eyes open to watch the screen. No. Yeah, that'd no. be tough. So yeah. But but yeah, the, the even though I'm still not fully recovered now, which was it was two weeks ago that I got it. Um, I mean I'm recovered in that I'm negative, but there's still the effects. But yeah, the last sort of couple of days was pretty pretty cruisy there because it was, it was basically just two days off. I could just like I felt not a hundred, but enough where I could do some shit. So I caught up on all, all my shows and shit. So it was good. That nice. part was good. The first part was. <laughs> for sure so um tonight we're going to be going over our award predictions for the end of the year uh we did some earlier ones in the season two so we're going to reflect on those see how we sort of ended up um but first off man um you want to talk about the the Nurkic incident coming over knocking a phone out of a fan's hand mm. but before we get into it let's i'll go to you mate like Let's explain the situation here with, with actually what went down because I, th- I think that's important. Mm, yeah. So the when the when the clip first showed, all it showed was Nurkic going over to a fan who was being smug even up to the last point. I think he might have even been filming. He, the way he was holding his phone made it seem like Nurkic said some words, grabbed his phone and threw it, and then walked off. Um, and then so no one knew what the um, the the the, the fan what started supposedly it, yeah. fan so. yeah um and then someone was posting that they were the security guard whether they were or not is has not been confirmed um uh, but because there was a security guard between the the kid and and Nurkic uh and this apparently this security guard the guy posting as a security guard said you know he just did the typical fan stuff there was nothing over the line and that Nurkic just overreacted. But it's since come out 
that the fan yelled, your mother is trash and your grandmother's a bitch. And his grandmother passed away from uh, COVID uh, two years ago. So, and the, the thing that really bugs me about it is that Nurkic got fined. And, I, you know, damage of property, I get it. But nothing happened to the fan. There's a line, right? There's a line in yeah. trash talking. Yeah. I think I just tweeted this before when I talked about the incident. There's a line. And guys that still call people, anyone on the street, would like talking about someone's mum and grandma, mm. man, just yeah. why do you need to go there? Just talk about the player, like, oh, your jump shot's shit, or, yeah. you know, you, you can't defend, you defend like fucking yeah. Trey Young, or yeah. something, I don't know, just... Even, like, call him street clothes, because he's always hurt. Like, yeah. that, you know, like it, it's, people say, oh, well, he paid for the ticket, he has the right to, you know, to talk shit, and, and you do to a point, there's nothing wrong with booing, um, you know, and within reason, trash talking is fine. Um, Utah Jazz fans sort of t- take it to to too far, um, dropping slurs and whatnot. But um, yeah, there's there's there's, there's, there's a line. There's, there's a absolutely line, isn't limits. There? Yeah, I, I yeah I don't think anything is allowed, even if it's directed at the player. Like even then, I think there's limits. But if it's just general booing, trash talking, that kind of thing, I think it's fine. But stuff like this, I think, is, is too far, and you have to hold the fans accountable because this is just going to set a precedent for the for the next game. Yeah, like oh, that guy didn't get in trouble. I wonder what I can get away with. Like fans know that a basketball player is not going to hit them. The, the NBA is never going to allow another malice in the palace. Oh, so no. you know that you know they think they're bulletproof and they're they're going to just push it and push it, especially this whole thing. I mean, it's been a thing for a little while now, but trying to go viral. Like, we've seen it with Westbrook, too. Yeah. Uh, just... The Toronto fan. But that's not even at the game. That's like, it was it was out in, it was out in the, the parking lot or something. And the guy, you know, what, he said something like, oh, I just want, I'm, I'm a fan of yours. I just want you to shoot better or something. And then as Russ walked away, he's like, you're a clown, you're a clown. It's like, who would think that's funny? Like, it's just stupid, you know? But, yeah, I think it's gotten to a point where, you know, yeah, fans fans think they're bulletproof. And, and doing something like fining Nurkic but not punishing the fan is just going to set it up for more uh, more instances. Yeah, like, I get I get a fine on Nurkic for that, like mm, grabbing yeah, him from throwing it. Yeah, but absolutely. also the fan, no, you get a, you get a, year long, a years-long ban. Yeah. Like, there's got to be some... You know, there's got to be some punishment on the fan. Like, you, yeah. you just can't get away with that. And it's probably like a generational thing, too, with like trying to go viral. It's yeah. like people push these limits and just normal society. You see what some people do on these stupid videos, like mm. how they egg people on or, you know, some of the pranks. I mean, there's always been bad pranks for, for since I've been a kid, but yeah. some of these weird shit that they do on these videos and just, Calling like just straight out calling names with like mm. that aren't funny or no not relevant at all. It's just like yeah. come on, it's just yeah. So get your game up, you buddy shit talkers, trash talkers. You know. Yeah, like talk some talk some shit as long as it's you know not crossing the line. I think that's not only fine. I encourage it, but 
Yeah, no, no. Like, don't don't be a dick. Like, learn Serbian or something and just say, like, yes. Yeah. Call him street clothes in Serbian. Like, yeah, yeah. Be smart about it. Even call him a bitch. Like, I, I think that's even that's probably the limit, I reckon. But, you know, I don't think that really matters. It's, it's not something that would justify him coming and throwing the phone anyway. Um, yeah. Whereas I think call, talking shit about his dead grandmother, I think that's more than justifies him throwing a phone. Yeah. Um, what surprised me is just how many people were defending the fan. And again, it sort of leans to this whole entitlement thing of fans where like, you know, he paid for tickets, he can say whatever he wants. And that's where I think the problem is. Yeah, well, you're not going to say that onto him on, on the street. No, no, God no. Right. You know, I'm not going to call anyone's grandma a bitch in just normal life. Like, who the fuck are you to say that? Yeah, like yeah, if someone yeah, walked exactly. last week and said your grandma, I'd be like, what? Yeah. Fucking say that. Yeah, like, like, yeah you got to be a piece of shit to talk shit about someone's grandmother. Yeah, man. I, I just, I'm not, I mean, I'm not a trash talker, but. But I see the time and the, the place for it, for sure. And and it's to do with, you know, you get, you get paid a lot of money. You're going to cop some stuff, but yeah, come on. But uh, yeah, I think like there's, there has been instances where the players have said something back and it's gone unpunished. And it's actually pretty funny. Like, but the, there was one with Durant a couple of days ago. Yeah. But it's funny because the guy wasn't really shit talking Durant. No, nah, no. Nah, he was, he was saying, like, "Hey, come on, we need you to score more points." Yeah, sit the fuck <laughs> down. Yeah, Tyrant, you need to sit the fuck down. <laughs> and then today, Trey Young uh, told a Knicks fan who was talking shit with him, uh, and it was obviously all jovial because Trey Young was smiling and shit. And um, once the game was out of reach, Trey Young walked over and said, "Hold this L for me." <laughs> yeah, see, and even even the fans, even the fans' mates were laughing at him. See, that's so, that's that's all good. Yeah, that's you know that's good banter, you know, yeah, especially yeah. against the Knicks. Like, there's obviously you know something there with with Trey and the Hawks versus the Knicks, which is cool. That I yeah. think like there's there's always one idea to that. Nearly every game isn't there that ruins it for the majority. Oh yeah, and, as for normal in society. Um, Sadiq Bay had a fifty-one point game. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty fucking. It was pretty crazy. But what I didn't like about it was people saying, oh, nah, that, you know, it was, play, it was against Orlando. They sort of, Detroit, like, fed him the ball and stuff like that. These guys didn't watch the damn game. That sort of annoyed me a bit there. Like, mm. it was all, it wasn't stat padding. Like, yeah. people just think, oh, it was against the Magic. They obviously just went to him all the time. And nah, he didn't. He he was just nailing his shots, so like he was passing it up. Well, and they were double his... team and triple team yet, and he was like, ten of ten of fourteen from three or something, wasn't it? Yeah, you yeah, know, like threes. And like this is an NBA team. Like it, it's not like oh, he scored fifty against the Magic. Like it's not like it's he played against a like a kids' high school team or something. That's still an NBA team with NBA players. But, yeah, yeah, like he had Franz Wagner on him, like. Mm. You know, who's, who's like, yeah, the Magic have good defenders too. Yeah, and like they were like the Magic was sort of dumb at the end there. They triple teamed him on the last position. They actually fouled him to give him the 50s. So, you know, there was RJ Hampton. And like, it was like, well, what else can he do? Like, go, I'm not going to take these free throws. Like, because yeah. this is a 
the stat chasing 50. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I think I... Who did I hear? Zach Lowe. I listened to Zach Lowe's pod, and he's like, mm. I'm never going to rubbish anyone that wants to go for a 50-point game, mm. especially of two teams that are, you know, wanting yeah. to lose this. And like, yeah. It'd be completely... Yeah, it'd be completely different if it was a total stat-chasing one, just... Like Devin Booker's 70? Yeah. Yeah, that, that one was a stat-padding game. Yeah, there was an but, obvious one too. Yeah, God, but it, even even then, there was hardly any discourse around that. There were a couple of people. It was a little. I bit. think it was just Celtics fans that were upset. It would happen to them. Yeah, I mean, I would be too. Yeah, he was young at the time. I think it was his second or third year. Yeah, so uh, you know, like, but it's. I mean, it is what it is, man. Like scoring fifty. Yeah, scoring a fifty point, having a fifty point game in the NBA is an achievement. I don't think it should be shed on at all by anyone, especially not like, you know, fucking Twitter warriors. Yeah. And guys like, Oh, this is the most surprising 50 ever and stuff like uh, that. It's remember, like, remember Corey Brewer? <laughs> remember, but to Andre, me, it's Andre like Miller. Yeah, Andre Miller. Yeah. Andre Miller. Tony Delk. Andre. <laughs> I always go back to Andre Miller. Andre yeah. Miller, a pass first point mm. guard who mm. couldn't shoot three. Getting a fifty point, mm. like a pass first. He was pass first, like traditional point guard. He mm. couldn't shoot threes. So they play if he's open to take a three, he's gonna shoot it. Mm. Like to I, me, that's... I was, yeah, I was surprised when he got it, but not. It wasn't like a oh, I never expected him to. No, he's like he's had like uh, I think he's had like high thirties scoring uh, games before. Was his previous yeah. Score. Oh, yeah. So he, he's had, like, 30-point games. He's had numerous 30-point games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not surprising in the fact that it was Sadiq Bay. I guess, just this early. And also on a day when uh, no one was watching, it was the only game on, um, and because it was the start of March Madness. So it was, it was kind of surprising in that sense, but not from a, oh, Sadiq Bay scored a 50-point game type thing. Nothing like yeah. that. Yeah, it was, it was just a little bit weird that you got this negativity around it. I was just like, come on. Uh, uh, if if Sadiq Bay was on the Lakers, they win in the Like a surprising one would be, I don't know, like who's it more traditional? It's not many traditional point guards left in the league, I suppose, <laughs> actually. You mean like a uh, surprising one for this year? If it yeah, like this year. Yeah, I'm I mean, just trying to. Corey Brewer, like. Who would be hmm. who would be this the season's Corey Brewer would be like Matisse a, Thibel. Yeah. That'd be pretty <laughs> The Corey shocking. Brewer one is weird, man. Like that one is weird yes. Yeah. Well, I, I still remember a game and Ben Wallace had thirty points and I was shocked. <laughs> that is shocking. It was the it dude was, like averaged like seven points per game. Yeah, and it was near the end of his career too. Like yeah. I, I actually watched the game and I was like what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it yeah, was crazy. Like, uh, no, actually, it was near the end of his first uh, Pistons stint. So not quite near the end of his, but the end of his prime. It was, yeah, it was a crazy game. Um, I'm just trying to see if I can find the exact. Okay. Corey Brewer would be, uh, he would be this year's sort of Corey Brewer. Like it's, I was like, Harris, no, even Harrison Barnes is a lot better player. It'd be like, 
Oh, I don't know. Josh Jackson, like just yes, yeah. going off for fifty, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, people are weird, man. People are weird. Just enjoy things. Yeah, enjoy it, man. It's been a great season. Mm. So I suppose we better get into some award predictions. Yeah, I think so. We've got the six main ones. Then we've got our all NBA teams and our rookie teams and defensive teams. Now, should we before we <coughs> Name them. Let's go back to who we picked at the start of the season. Should so, we do it like um, each award? Maybe we'll say who we picked at the beginning of the year, and then say who we pick now, or something like that. Sounds good to me. Sweet. So let's start with the six main awards. We'll leave the MVP uh, to last of those. Yep. Cool. Let's start with a slight, with a quite a competitive award. I think. Uh, most improved player. I think there's quite uh-huh. a few candidates. So who did we have as most improved at the start okay. of the season? So what we did, we actually picked uh, a dark horse as well as a main guy. So I won't go into the dark horses unless I think it's um, sort of relevant. But so if your pick for most improved was actually uh, Robert Williams, Time Lord. I like it because hmm. he, he's definitely improved. Yeah. Uh, and mine was RJ Barrett. Well, I think lately he's he's been yeah. coming on strong. Yeah, yeah, he's been he's been very good um, since the All Star break. Yeah, yeah, pretty slow start to the season though. Yeah, yeah, very slow, very slow. I remember I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> I'm cursed after I picked him because yeah, my picks, a couple of my picks just did not pan out. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's been very good of late. But yeah, if he had played like that all year, I would have looked very smart. But still, I like I like the pick though. Mm. So who have you got now? Uh, I've gone the boring route. I I really wanted to pick my boy, my boy Miles, um, who I think probably still in the running. He's uh, not getting talked about as much. I think no, with no. maybe with the top off of the Hornets a bit. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, around that all star break. Yeah, so it's um, but he's still averaging twenty points, seven rebounds, um, and and shooting efficiently from the field, not from three. His three's been pretty bad. Um, improved defensively. Uh, so it, I really wish I could have picked him. Um, there's probably someone else that's deserving too that I'm forgetting. There is someone else. Uh, but yeah, oh, it'll come to me later. Um, but I'm picking Jar. I don't. Yeah. I don't like. I think Jar needs more talk in the actual MVP conversation. I think he's being disrespected on that front, and he has been all season, and I don't understand it. But I think this is going to be like the the consolation prize for him. Um, he's gone from, I think last year, he was averaging 20 points. Uh, yeah, so his points are up uh, nearly eight. Um, the assists are actually down a little, but that makes sense. He's taking more shots, and the the rebounds are up two a game, and he's shooting more efficiently on more shots. And the, so and the team's winning too. Yes, he's 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 made that leap to superstar level, um, and and Memphis are the second seed in the West. Uh, it's it's yeah, I I th- it's a fair thing. But I still think he needs more discussion in the MVP discussion. And I don't know. He's basically being ignored in that, and I don't understand it. 
Maybe because there's some other good candidates there. Like a, it's not a like a two horse race. It's sort of a big but even he's, him, maybe he's not even mentioned in like the top five. No, he should be definitely mentioned in the top. Yeah, five. yeah. Like whenever there's uh, rankings, he's usually like eight, nine, or ten. And I've, nah, I think that's way I think too it's disrespectful. Way. Yeah, it's way it's, too um, Yeah, so but that's my pick. Um, yeah, I'll go Jar over my boy Miles, and there was a third guy who I cannot remember the name. Well, I wanted to note two of Jar's teammates here, and mm-hmm. Desmond Bain and Triple J. Yeah, both I think have a case, but I don't think you can pick either of them above Jar. No, I agree. But I think they definitely have a case. <laughs> but I this was between. Also, like Miles, too. I think Miles has more of a case than Bane and Triple J. Yes. So I had Miles in third, though, and I had mm-hmm. Jar in second, slightly, mm-hmm. slightly behind this guy. Anthony Simons was my pick. Oh, good pick. That is not the other guy I was thinking of, but that's a good pick. Um, winning games when Lillard was out, too. But Portland's hanging around, man, with their, and who he had around him to work with, I think he had to be taken into consideration. He's jumped up 10 points per game just about on better. Well, his efficiency is still the same, but it's the amount of shots taken. But he's so, doubled, more than doubled his shots as well. Yeah. So, so he's, he's playing 12 more minutes per game, but he's gone from taking six shots per game to 14 mm-hmm. and, while still shooting... For, over 40% from three. Um, shooting better from the line, it's nearly at 90%. He's more than doubled his assists. He he just looks like a smarter, better player. Mm. Uh, and for me, like, he just took a massive leap. I, I think this was a guy, like, breaking on the verge of, okay, he's probably going to be shipped, like, last season. There was a couple mm. of flashes, but now the consistency really kicked in. Yeah. And like a, yeah, yeah. a ten point jump in points in points, uh, while maintaining that efficiency, like he he had to play against you know first units and stuff, yeah, you know, like better yeah. defenders. So he, where he's playing more garbage time mm. in the first three years of his career. So yeah, I picked Simon slightly ahead of Jar. I, I just, wanted to pick Jar though too. Mm, I worry that he might hit enough games because he, I think he's out for the rest of the year and he's only at fifty-seven games. Oh, okay. I thought there was a chance he could come back. He, he maybe, maybe that was maybe I'm, to Jar. Maybe maybe I'm I'm wrong about that. But that was um, that's part of why I didn't really consider him as uh, yeah. I but I yeah I could be wrong on that. But I I thought he was out for the rest of the year. I think he's supposed to be reevaluated very soon. I'll double check on that, but that's yep. all right. We can, um, yes, that's our picks with that. Let's go do another another one that's close. Some people would say it's not. Rookie of the year. Who did we have? Okay. Um, so I had Cade. Surprisingly, you did not have Cade. You had Jalen Green. Yeah, I thought Jalen Green would just be fed the ball in Houston. Hasn't worked as planned. No, he has um, been better of late as well, though. Jalen Green, has. actually, the last month he's been... He's, um, funnily enough, in the, the preview pod, I compared him to Anthony Edwards in that he started off really inefficient and then would come right in the second half of the season, and that's, that's almost close, what's happened. Pretty close, man. 
pretty. Yeah, yeah. I think he just left it like a month too late to to really make a push though. Um, just quickly going back to Simons, he um he can be back this week. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that that could push him up then. Yep. They, uh, I suppose it depends on what Portland chooses to do if they really want. Yeah, to they tank might just shut him down back. if they want to tank. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um. Well. Nice. That, that's a good good summary of Jalen. There, he sort of nailed it. Even though he, I don't think as good as Anthony Edwards, but similar no. trajectory. Yeah. 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 No, Edwards at the second half of last season was like really good. Like. It looked like Lamello was running away with Rookie of the Year, and then Edwards made it interesting. That's how good yeah. he was. Yeah, the efficiency really picked up. Yeah. Um, I'll do my pick first. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go Cade. I really did, and I think it's really close. I think it's a lot mm-hmm. closer than what people are saying about it. I'm picking Evan Mobley. I think, I'm surprised you didn't go Cade. Oh, so I really wanted to. I mm-hmm. really did. Mm-hmm. Why I ended up going Mobley is that, that to me, the Cavs weren't going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And to have a young dude come in there, and like to me, like I know you were higher on that rotation than most. But I was like, how is this going to work? Jarrett Allen's big, Laurie Markin' and Mobley, Kevin Love. Like I was thinking, ah. Uh, I just don't know if this is going to work. JB Bickerstaff's sort of just a throw-in coach. Mm. But Mobley's just come in and he's impacted that team and winning, like Kate has. Kate has too, even yeah. though the record is a lot worse than the mm. Cavs. But yeah. what he can do on both ends of the floor is just insane, and defensively especially. Like I think once his, he gets more consistency in his shot, man, he's just going to be... Awesome, probably. Mm-hmm. But I had to I had to take that winning into consideration here. It was sort of a, almost a tiebreaker mm. for me. Yeah. Uh, even though I think Cade's actually led the Pistons to wins, which he has, mm-hmm. and he's held us in games, and he's actually leading. He was, I think he was leading the whole NBA in clutch points since the All-Star break. That's how good he's been, Cade. Yeah. Um, no, is, I think, I'm surprised it's not Spencer Dinwiddie who's just been. It's, he was. He's third. been insane. I think he was oh, yeah. third, or that might yeah. have been box plus minus. Um, but yeah, he has been insane, Dinwiddie. But Cade, uh, I think last week he was had like 35 points and mm. with scores last five minutes, uh, less than five points. Yeah, it was leading the league, not just rookies, the whole league. Yeah. But yeah, that. Yeah, just the defense, man, is, is um, uh, I think people sort of from like the more analytical, more of those NBA nerd type guys quickly go to Mobley, like, no, nah, it's Mobley. But I think Cade's a lot, I think you need to talk about Cade, so as being the rookie of the year here, too, because I think he makes a case if he can really finish really strong. He could overtake nobody. Yeah. Um, who did you have? Yeah, I'm exactly the same. Um, yeah, pretty much everything you said as well. Like, I agree that it's a way closer than people are saying. Um, there seems to have been uh, an insurgence 
on Twitter of people saying it's actually Cade and people are disrespecting him by not picking him. And I don't agree with that. Yeah, I don't. Um, I think that I think that's a, taking away. I think that's taking away from, um, um, you know, Mobley. And it's not all Mobley. Like Jared Allen has been a big part of it as well. But yeah, um, uh, Mobley. I think most would agree is sort of the because the the Cavs had Jared Allen for a good chunk of last year too, and they weren't a top five defense. And now they're a top five defense. Um, so I think I think Mobley is a very big reason for that. Um, yeah. And like, you know, the Cavs are like fifth in the East and no one expected that. And I mean, you can, you can put the improvement of Jared Allen and the improvement of Darius Garland, but yeah, Mobley is also for it. So yeah, that's, that's why I went him. But I also agree that it's very close with, with Cade as well. By the way, quickly too, Garland should be mentioned in their most improved too. Yes. Yes. He also wasn't the other guy I was trying to think of, but Garland absolutely <laughs> Garland absolutely needs me. Yeah, for sure. Let's go to six man of the year. Who did we have? All right. Uh I had Patty Mills, which is I, I, I like that pick. Yeah, I like I thought, it. I thought that was a pretty, pretty safe bet. Um you were pretty much right on the money. You got Tyler Hero. Yeah, well I'm picking Tyler Hero and I think it should yeah. be Tyler Hero. And it's exactly I, I, how I thought it would play out. Yeah. I, I think Tyler Hero is the runaway. Yeah, he I is. Don't, I don't think... I think this is the easiest award to pick by far. I don't think it's close. He's been incredible this year. I haven't really been a fan of his. Um, I thought, you know, he sort of was uh, too worried about his own his own stuff um, more, than, more than the team thing uh, previously. Uh, then I thought he was a bit of a bubble hero because um, he no wasn't, wasn't great. Yeah, yeah, because um, he wasn't great last year. But no, this year he's been very, very good. Um, I can't, I can't fault him at all. Really, he's been easily the best six man in the league. Also deserves a little honourable mention for most improved too because he had such a bad year last year. Um, yeah. It's exactly how I played out, actually, how I was thinking Spolster should use him. Like, to me, he's mm. the perfect six-man. He could handle the ball. He is a combo guard that, you know, he, he he can score in isolation. He can push it at when you want him to. He can sort of take apart second-man, uh, second units. Like, and I was thinking with the signings that they had, like, they re, re, they big up on, on Robinson, Borden Lowry, Jimmy Buckets is there. Um, Oladipo had a chance. It's like, no, Hero doesn't really fit in the starting lineup. He's going to be perfect Mm. coming off the bench. He can come in for Lowry. He can come in for Jimmy Butler or Robinson. Like, he's the he's the Mm. perfect six man, and that's how Spolter's used him. And it's and it's worth the top of the conference. So, yeah, he's. I'm actually really surprised at how good a facilitator he's been. Mm. He's he's actually been a very good. Uh, facilitator off the bench. He, a lot of times he's been the backup point guard. It's um, very Booker-like to me. He's very like yes. Booker. Yeah, he, yeah. he's no, got to point position better yeah. than what you'd think. Yeah, no, I'm I'm converted. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan. I, I like him. Is there anyone he's, else here we need to actually mention? Um, I, I was riding for Kelly Oubre for a while, but he has gone super cold um, of late. Um, 
there is probably someone else deserving of mention, but I can't I can't think of anyone. There's a couple like, of I guys they could have, but I think they've missed time. Like a Caruso. Caruso uh, would have been would have been an interesting one for sure. There's a couple other guys I was thinking who else was there. I don't think there's anyone else that's like close though. Yeah. Nah, uh, not really. Not really. There, nah, there was there, there was a point where where Ubre I think was in the discussion. Not not close, but he was second, I I believe. Um. Oh, maybe Bogdanovich. If yeah, he's still I was going to say Bogdan, Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Because I think similar to Hero Yeah, similar like similar player to Hero too. Actually, that sort of combo guy can handle it a bit. Yeah. Hmm. Well, let's lock that one, Hero. I think that's pretty safe. Defensive Player of the Year. This was this was a bit tough. A bit tough. Mm. This one, I think. Who did okay. we have? Uh, we start? had the same person. We both had Bam. And the games must is a big one. Yeah. yeah. Um. When he's been healthy, he's been in the discussion for sure. But I the, think. Oh, I think our reasoning, I think both of us had the same sort of reasoning. We're like, this Miami unit's going to be very tough. They're going to be yep. hard to score on. They're full of dogs. And they he's the anchor. Them, and he's the anchor of that. That's yep. how we both thought, I think, going back to yep. that podcast that we did. And it's sort of played out like that. It's just they've been, the rotations have been messy. Mm. And and Spolsters are slotted in all these sort of undrafted dudes that are just mm. coming in. Played their roles to perfection. Yeah, and you're, just you're seven. Uh, Gabe, Gabe Vincent, Vincent um, uh, Max Struess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. But um, yeah, I, I think I think healthy. I think it was uh, it was a it was a pretty good pretty good choice. Because I, I so. did. Yeah, Bam Bam. I think is is definitely. I think so too. Now, a lot of the candidates for this award have missed a lot of time. They have. Now, so, do we need to let's talk about Draymond here? Mm, I think we can talk about Draymond here. To me, he, he I, I have to rule him out because of the games yeah. missed. I have to. He would have been my pick if he'd played enough games. Yeah, because he's you an saw absolute, his impact. Yeah, he's an absolute difference maker on the Warriors. And I think uh the start of the season when the Warriors were healthy, minus Clay, obviously, you were seeing the Draymond evolved. Mm, he mm. was defending everybody. And defending them well, um, yeah. So he he would have been my pick if he'd played enough games. But yeah, that's I don't have him. No, I don't either. For that for that reason, he he got to sort of hit around a sixty percent mark for me mm. to sort yeah. of qualify for these and major awards. He's he's barely above fifty percent right now. I, he yeah. And he's not going to make it by by the looks of it to fifty percent of yeah. the season. So. Um, so I've gone a previous winner and I've gone Giannis. Mm-hmm. Just oh, I don't think we need to explain to people his defensive impact that he has. Like it's just carried on and like when you got guys that have won awards in recent memory, like it it seems boring or it seems like you want to pick someone else instead. Mm. But I just think he's deserving of what he can do across a multitude of attacking players on him. He can he's 
a help defender, a man-to-man -man defender, uh, protect the paint, uh, you know, uh, go into those passing lanes. He can do everything on the defensive end. And there's not many guys that can guard one through to five me. And Giannis is one of those dudes, and he, he's just supreme at it. He really is. Yeah. His shot blocking tight, like, the instincts might not be as there, but I think it's something he's really worked on. Like, it's sort of more fluky at the start of his career. But now yeah, it was, it was the, just the length and athleticism yeah. at the start. Whereas now he's just picking his time when to do it and yeah. just, yeah, just chase down, all that sort of shit. Who have you gone, man? Uh, I, I thought about Giannis, and I did what you literally said people do. I was like, I don't want to take the boring, <laughs> obvious pick. So I've gone for a guy who I think deserves more respect. I think he should be discussed probably in the top two with Giannis, considering a lot of other guys have missed some time. Um, I went Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh, I was thinking you were going to do that too. Nice. Yes. Now, he's previously he would go for the blocks, um, but all, he was hunting blocks, uh, like a, a Hassan Whiteside, basically. And he would pick up too many fouls. Um, whereas this year, he's a lot smarter defender. He's still getting blocks. He, I think he's second in the league currently in blocks. Um, oh, I thought he was first. I think he's barely behind Gobert. I'll quickly search that while you're yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. So um, he's, yeah, he's either first or second in the league. Had no, that he's really, first. Oh, he's first in blocks. That's even better. Helps my case. Um, he had that really crazy run of, of a streak of five or more blocks in a game, um, which these days is, is pretty crazy because, like, the lead leaguer, league leader, which is actually him, is only getting 2.2. And he was doing things that hadn't really been done since, like, Mark Eaton was around or Manute Bowl was around. Yeah. Um, but he's just been a smarter defender. His fouls are at a career low, um, which shows he's playing smarter. He has become a legitimate good defender on a legitimately good defensive team. And I think he should be rewarded. I don't think he will be, um, but I think he should be. So I'm going to pick him. Yeah, I like it. He, he's going to feature in one of my defensive teams, for sure. The foul, I think he still commits too many fouls. Um, I'm just trying to think of a couple of things. Why I wouldn't? I I think he's been great defensively though. He he is. I think I think the foul things. It's sort of like Mitchell Robinson to me. Like they just. I don't know. Some maybe it's the frustration thing. Just being a young dude. Um, but to me, yeah, fouling mm. still a still an issue. Yeah, it's it's an issue, but it's uh, he's showing improvement, which means he's playing smarter. So yeah. he's currently at three point five fouls a game but at 30 minutes a game, whereas last year he was at like 3.8 on only 22 minutes a game. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, and it is a career low for fouls while nearly a career high for minutes. So, but also one other thing is he's also a career high for games. It's not really relevant, 
but he's played 71 games this year. He's missed one game all season. So that's oh. just something I'm I'm happy to see. That's just not really oh, here. Sure. I just thought I'd bring it up. Yeah, especially after missing quite a few games in the start of his career. So mm. good to yeah. see him have some consistency on that level. Yeah, so his uh, career high for games was 58, and he's at 71 already. Yeah. Miles uh, Turner's still in fourth overall in total box, and he hasn't played for like two months. Yeah, for Miles Turner, it's the same as last season. Would have absolutely been in the discussion, but just cannot stay healthy. Yeah, he always misses in some amount of games, unfortunately, with yeah. Miles. Whereas I think this see, this injury was just an unlucky one, I think. I don't think it was a, like a, an injury-prone thing. It was just a freak accident type thing. Mm. So, yeah, it, it's yeah, he's going to finish on basically playing half the season. He's yeah. at 42 games right now. He's actually played more games than Draymond. <laughs> yeah, Draymond's only played 38 whereas, or something. Whereas people, yeah, whereas people are still talking Draymond for Defensive Player of the Year, and nobody's talking Turner. Yeah, Turner was good, man. He was mm. good. Mm. I, I think there's a Defensive Player of the Year, or at least an all-defensive first team in his future, but he's just got to he's just got to play a full season. Yeah. Or, you know, like get to 65 games. Yeah, definitely. He can do it too. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. All right, let's move on to Coach of the Year. Who did we have? All right. Uh, You had Steve Nash, and I had Spolstra. No, no. Um, Your dark horse didn't work out even more, which was Rick Carlisle. Yeah, um, I, I had Spolstra. Yeah, I um, think it's definitely in the running here. Yeah. Um, my dark horse, I think, was even better. It's Taylor Jenkins. Oh, yes. I like it. Nice. When I listened, listened back to that, I was, uh, I was pretty pretty stoked with myself. Yeah, man. And I love him back, friend. But ultimately, who are you picking? Uh, I really, really wanted to go Jenkins. Um, again, I don't think he's getting enough discussion. Like I've, I think the Grizzlies in general are being pretty disrespected. I think Jenkins, um, I've got Jenkins second. Yeah, so have I. Um, but I'm talking just in, in general. Yeah. Like, there's I, there's I not enough discussion of him. The Grizzlies are fucking second in the West. Stephen and, Adams is the oldest player. Well, Kyle Anderson and Stephen yeah, Adams. Yeah, 28, 28 years, years old. old. Yeah. Um, it's it's crazy to me that uh, Jenkins isn't getting talked up more. I think he's a fantastic coach. Um, he was second for me. My coach of the year, though, I I just cannot go. I just can't not pick Monty Williams. Hundred um, percent agree. Hundred yeah. percent agree. He's got the the Suns are easily the best team in the league, uh, and have continued winning when. Uh, with Chris Paul missing games and with Devin, there was a spurt where Booker and Chris Paul were out and they were still winning games. Exactly. Exactly. Like you think two of the most important guys on the team. Yeah. They both drop out. Like CP is one of the most influential guys in the league, if not the mm. most on a team. Yeah. He drops out and they just, they bring in campaign who was playing in fucking China, as LeBron mm. said. Mm. Campaign comes in and runs it like CP. They just, they and just they don't keep on rolling. They skip a beat. Yeah. yeah, 
because um, it's funny because when Chris Paul went down, people were like, oh, well, they've got a good enough cushion. They might drop to the second seed. Nah, still got a nine game lead. Yeah. But it's Matt Biombo. Who wanted him? Uh, let's just bring in yeah. Biombo. And he's been fucking great. It's, oh, man. Yeah, no, Monty has to win it this year. As much as I want Taylor Jenkins to win it, or, you know, like uh, JB Bickerstaff deserves mention, uh, Billy Donovan deserves mention. Shit, Emilio Doka does after a rough start. Um, you know, and then, of course, Spolstra as well. Um, there's so many good coaches this year, but Monty is the runaway. He has to win it. I've only lost six road games. Yeah. They're twenty they're twenty-eight and six on the road. Yeah. They only they only lost one game in all of February, I think it was. Yeah, man. A calendar month they lost one game. Yeah, they're nearly ten wins up. So Memphis has the second best record in the league and a nine wins yeah. up on them. Yeah. And he's actually nearly got me to like Landry Shamit, which is saying something. Yeah, oh, yeah, I stand. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it absolutely it has to be Monty Williams. I think if if it's not, even though yeah, like I said, Taylor Jenkins, Eric Spolstra both have very good cases, and in any other year they would be like probably favourites. But yeah, for sure. Just the Suns have been so good, and you can't put it on players like people like to do. You know, because Chris Paul has missed a lot of time. Devin Book has missed time. It's it's a coaching thing, 100%. Um, I do just want to give some credit to Spolstra because the Heat, like we touched on before, they've they've had a lot of injuries. Um, they've had to bring in guys, you know, no-name guys. Um, look at how Spolstra has changed the way P.J. Tucker plays. Mm. You know, things like that. So, uh, like, Spolstra has been fantastic. Jenkins, I've said enough about. He's he's amazing. I love him. Um, but that's how good Monty Williams is that this should be no discussion. It should be unanimous. Now, do you think M.A. Adoka deserves a little mention? Yeah, yeah. So I did, and, I did. and J.B. Bickerstaff, too. Yeah, and Billy Donovan. I mentioned those three, even though the Bulls are sort of dropping off now. I don't think anyone predicted them to be where they are in general anyway. Um, but yeah. Emilio Doka had a rough start, but the Celtics have been the best team in 2022, apart from the Suns. Um, he's got them playing crazy. I believe they're the best defensive team in the league. The, yep, the Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, he's. I think he's finally worked it out with them because it, it was rough at the start of the season. Um, but he's got them up to the fourth seed, and they're actually looking legitimately good. It's not like uh, everyone else is struggling, so someone has to move up type thing. Um, so it's yeah, just it, not it, playing shit players that are detrimental to your team, like yeah. Schroeder and Romeo Langford and Ennis yeah, 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 like yeah. The the trade deadline was very good too for Celtics. Oh, uh, as got soon as of, I heard um, Derek White was going there, I was just like, boom, yeah. they nailed that. That was a perfect fit. Yeah, and even getting thought, uh, Daniel Tice back, I think yep. a great fit there as well. Getting rid of, uh, you know, Ennis Fuckface and um, Schroeder, who I don't think is a bad player, but I think he was a bad fit. Bad fit, really bad fit yeah. on that team. So, like, yeah. Boss, like, it's sort of like the Clippers, right? Like, two strong wings and PG and Kawhi. Sort of Jalen Brown and Tatum are like the East version, the younger version. 
Yeah. And I remember everyone saying, oh, they need a point guard. They need someone to set them up. They mm. need, they, they actually don't because they actually do that shit. What they need is a guard that's going to push the ball in transition, who's going to pass it when needed, not to actually run plays, but he's just going to move the ball like a Lonzo ball. But who else is like that? Derek White. Mm-hmm. Why did the Clippers always win when Pat Beverly played? Because he's a Lonzo ball, Derek White type player. If the shots open, they'll take it. But they push the ball, and they're not gonna they're not gonna ball stop. Where, yeah. Whereas I I don't think these and like now that Smart is sort of is playing more like that and Derek White too. It's clicking into place of the Celtics. So it doesn't surprise me at all. And I always yeah. felt like these big media guys saying, oh, the Clippers, they need they need a point guard, someone to set them up. They don't. I, I, just, I didn't believe in that to me. Like, and you can yeah. see it with how good Boston's playing now. You do, they don't need someone to Tatum, set up Tatum. He can do that himself. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is that Udoka needed to get on Tatum and Brown, who both do have a a penchant for ball stopping at times. Yeah. Um, and I think that they've now figured out how to avoid that. Like, there are times when you want them to take over a game, for sure. But mm. uh, at the start of the season, they were doing it to a detrimental level. Um, whereas I think, I, I think it was just a rough start. And I think they've actually, yeah, they've gelled really nicely. Um, there was no way uh, a San Antonio coach... Uh, someone who worked under Popovich for as long as Udoka did was going to come out and be a bad coach. Oh, so you, you see uh, all these guys in the in the league that have just come out of that San Antonio system and thrive, like Bud yeah. and Snyder, and yeah, you can just go on. Yeah, Udoka's another one. Yeah. So, yeah, no, hundred percent deserves to mention. I think maybe he left it too late to to be a real serious contender. And to be fair, he probably wouldn't have been a serious contender anyway because Monty Williams is running away with it. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Monty gets it. Ah, right. MVP. The biggie. Who did we have to start to pick up the start <laughs> of the season? This is the one I fucked up on. Um, I had Damian Lillard. Damn, who's that guy? Yeah. So... Yeah, it was it was rough. I, I thought this injury, was the year. Man. Yep, yeah. I thought this was the year Portland was gonna figure it all out. I thought new coach, new system. You know, Dane. I don't. I I can't say for sure now, but at the start of the season, I said Dane was one of the players in the league who I think, as a number one option, was good enough to to sorry was good enough player to be the number one option on a championship team. Um, yeah. Whether he comes back from the injury still that, I'm not sure. But at the time, that's why I picked him. Um, you had LeBron, which I think is a fair pick, but I think he's uh, fallen out a little bit now. Yeah, um, well, you know, Lakers are ninth, fucking ninth tenth, in the West. Ninth in the West. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, he, he would have to be on another level to to really um, to get it now. So, yeah, that that's who we went with. Uh I thought this one was pretty tough. It's, I think it's tough. I still think Jar deserves more respect in, in, in the well, discussion. If, you, if you're putting him 8, 9, or 10th on the MVP list, you're mm. fucking kidding. Because yeah, I, I think he should be top four. Yeah. But he gets yeah. he gets no discussion there. Like, 
people were still talking about Steph Curry over him when Curry was on that massive shooting slump. Yeah, yeah it's just, well, yeah. Memphis' record is slightly better. He's playing more efficiently. Like, yeah. No, I think the Grizzlies have been pretty disrespected by him. Um, so, yeah. But ruling out Jar, uh, I had it down to three guys. You can probably guess the three. Three internationals. And yes. Yes, exactly. I had to think about one. I was like, oh, yeah, no, he is. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, funnily enough, the one I picked is actually the lowest on the lowest-seeded team, but has also had the least help all season. So I went with Jokic. Oh, surprise, um, surprise. So did I. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you can talk about all the advanced stats in which apparently he's actually breaking records. I don't like leaning on advanced stats, but even then, like he's got the Nuggets 13 games above 500 in a really tough Western Conference. Well, apart from the Suns running away with everything, but everyone else, it, it's tough. Like he's they're in that pack with with the the Warriors, Jazz, Mavericks, Timberwolves. They're all in there together, um, and he's done it without a two best, um, you know, the second and third best player on the Nuggets. And then even other guys have missed games. Uh, Will Barton missed a lot of games. Um, uh, Monte Morris missed some time. Like the the Nuggets, well, they haven't been healthy all season. Um, the main consistent thing is is Jokic. And I give him bonus points for taking out one of the Morris brothers. <laughs> it's had the, with him on that on the floor with that team, they're like the best team in the league. When he's off the court, they're like the worst. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 difference in on off is insane. Yeah, and isn't that the definition of valuable? Like, yeah, how valuable you are to the team, the MVP, most valuable player. Like the other two guys are Giannis and Embiid, but yeah. Denver on 43 wins, Phillies on 44 wins, Milwaukee's second in the East on 45 wins. So yeah. he's only, so, they're only two wins down. Well, the records are very similar. So you have to look at other things. I think his defense has improved. I think yeah, he's yeah, having yeah. a better this... season than last season when which yeah. he won the MVP. Agreed. I think he's actually got better. Like he's is he leading the league in rebounding? No, Gobert years. still is. He's he's oh, yeah. he's he's near the top, but Gobert I think is a whole rebound above him. He he's he's actually more efficient. Yes. Even despite the fact that on a little bit. Yeah, despite the fact that defenses can focus on him. Um, I actually saw a really interesting thing today, uh, where people were saying it's actually detrimental to double team Jokic because all it does is opens up lanes for cutters that he's going to find. Yeah, and, he's going to find them. Yeah, and it, it's very interesting, but very accurate. But also, you leave him one-on-one, and he can bully you, minus a couple of defenders. But even Gobert gets absolutely smoked by him. Yeah, he, uh, he's he's on another level, man. Yeah. He's he's played more games than Embiid, too. He's played mm-hmm. more games than Giannis. He's played more minutes. The How he gets his team to win sometimes Insane. Yeah. Uh, the the way, yeah, the passing, the scoring, like, and with the improved defense, man. Like, I think like before you could say like Embiid was 
by far the better two-way player. Yeah. But I think Jokic is catching Embiid, even though I still will always pick Embiid defensively over Jokic. Yeah. Yeah. I think the people that still say Jokic can't defend just straight up don't watch him play. It's it's the athleticism thing which people yeah. get yeah. up But on. he's a very smart defender. Positional too. Yeah. yeah. Very, very smart defender. Um, I would never go as far as saying he's a great defender, but he's more than passable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think he's above. I actually think he's above average. Yeah. But above average big man defender. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting to the line more like and he won the MVP last season, so um I also would probably say that getting hardened might hurt Embiid's chances. Not necessarily that it's fair, but voters are gonna look at that. It's a tie break situation for me. Yeah. Like if you gotta to get to the nitty gritty, what do you look at? And that's one of them. Like, uh, Jokic hasn't had no one like that to work with all season. No. No. Literally, the probably the best player he's had is Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, Aaron Gordon's actually been pretty pretty solid this year. Yeah, but, it, uh, yeah, they've been, like, they've started, like, Campazzo and Austin Rivers and... Yeah. You know, they had to resurrect Marcus Jeff Cousins. Green. Yeah. It's like a slew of dudes are, like, on minimum deals. Just the injuries just now. So, yeah, it's Jokic for me. Right. That wraps up our main awards. Let's get into some teams. I think what we'll do here, did we end up, did we predict all We did. Uh, yep. All NBA teams? We sure okay, did. Okay, well, let's, let's go over our predictions for the all NBA first team. Should we should we finish on all NBA or do you want to finish? Oh, yeah, on... we can do that. We can, so what should we go to rookie or defensive? Yeah, I think rookies. Okay, let's get into rookie. Who do we have on okay. the first team for rookies? Okay, so first team, we were nearly identical. Uh, we all we both had uh, Cade, Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs, and Sengun. <laughs> um, I had Mobley and you had Scotty. Oh. I'm glad you I picked Scotty, but I did not have Mobley on my first You team, were down so. on Mobley, but you said you liked Mobley, but you didn't trust the Cavs, which I think is fair. Oh, yeah. I'll pull that up. But, um, yeah, no. The, so, yeah, we had four of the same five. Well, Shane Goon's been not too bad. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought he would get plenty of opportunities in Houston, and he has. But, yeah, no, I did not. See Scotty playing. Yeah, I picked him in there, so I'm glad about that. Yeah, there's a lot of people quite down on Scotty. They just didn't, I suppose, too, with a fit in Toronto, they'd be like, well, there's, there's guys like yeah. that. They don't, yeah, they had him. OG, they had Siakam, but yeah, yeah no, it's, it's definitely worked out. So, who I think this is actually a really easy five to pick for the first team. How, how did you feel about picking it? Uh, I picked it in about three seconds. Yeah, so I'm I'm guessing you're gonna have the same five of me. Who who did you have? I had Cade, Giddy, Franz Wagner, Scotty, and Mobley. Yeah, same here. Um, I thought it was we'll, an easy five. Yeah, we've talked about Cade and Mobley. Barnes has been talked about for Rookie of the Year too. Mm. A lot of the same reasons as Mobley. 
Yeah. The stone thing just slightly below for me. I'm not as good defensively, but yeah. Just he, a two-way dude though. He's also cooled off a lot on the offensive end. He started the season hot. Mm. Had some big games yeah. throughout too. Yeah. So yeah, I think that probably hurts him too. Because there's there's there is definitely recency bias amongst voters uh, for for these kind of things. Um. So yeah, I have probably Scotty would probably be third for me in terms of rookie voting. Yeah, same here. Then I'd go Wagner and then Giddy for me. Giddy's missed a few games yeah, missed, now. Missed, missed a few too many. Yeah, that's exactly what I'd have. And needs his score. Yeah, if his scoring was up a bit more too, Giddy, mm-hmm. I think he'd yeah. definitely be in the running. Had a couple of really nice triple doubles along mm-hmm. the way with Giddy. Some big rebounding assist games. Um, yeah, probably their shot's very inconsistent. but Yeah. It'll get there. Yeah, we'll get well, there. Maybe, maybe it should. So, second team, what were our predictions? I bet you none of us had Ayo Dasunu on it. No, definitely <laughs> not. Um, okay, so we both had uh, Giddy, Davion Mitchell, and Booknight. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah Pretty about the... Booknight, just no minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I had Duarte and Scotty were my other two. Nice. Um, you had Mobley here, and you had Josh Christopher from Houston. Starting to play a bit more now. Yeah. I do like Christopher, someone to keep an eye on, but yeah. just hasn't had the yeah. opportunities. Funnily enough, off. neither of us had Franz Wagner. Yeah. Um, He's talked highly about two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Twain had... Wagner in his second team, but neither me nor you had him at all. Right on, <laughs> so who who did you end up going with the second team? Okay, so I've got uh, Davion Mitchell, I got Jalen Green, I got Ayo Dasunmu, I got Duarte, and I got Herb Jones. Fuck, it's exactly the same as mine. Exactly <laughs> the same. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I I almost had Sengun in there. If there if you had to have positions, I think Sengun would have gotten probably over uh, Davion. Yeah, but, your thinking was exactly like mine. Yeah. I was thinking Sting going to and ended up putting in Davion. So heavy yeah. guards in this in the second team. Yeah. But I think they're clearly above I think they're above above the rest of the pack here. Herb Jones has been great defensively. Yeah. Very good player. Yeah. He's impressed me. Duarte had that real hot start. And Dasunmu's just come in Filled in roles with the, with the balls just so easily, you know, missing yep. ball and Caruso and you know starting over Kobe White like his fit on that balls right guard rotation is just really nice. Just a real solid pro man. He can do a bit of everything. Really yep. good player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to think of some maybe some guys who I mean you talked about Josh Christopher. Um, Shit, I had someone else who. Oh my god, what the fuck! I just had someone else that was worth worth mentioning that it's just completely escaped my brain now. Who the hell was it? Oh, Zaire Williams has looked pretty good. Oh in yeah, Memphis. He's uh, filled in since Dylan Brooks has been out. Um, he's he's looked good. Yeah. Uh, there was definitely someone else. I literally was just thinking about them. Oh, hmm. Cam Thomas in Brooklyn. Oh yeah. When he's got an yeah, opportunity, he's... he's good, but he hasn't probably hasn't had enough opportunities. 
Yeah, it's been very messy, the rotations in Brooklyn. Trey Mann's had some decent games for AKC. Yeah, um, and Chris, uh, Brendan, Chris Brendan Boston Jr. as well. Yeah. And at the Clippers. Bones, Highland, Quinton Grimes. Like, it's a pretty yeah. deep draft, man. Like, there's yeah. some really good players in here. Mm. Bones has looked really good recently, too. He's yeah. been getting some minutes recently, and he's looked really good. Yeah, man. So it's a it's a really good draft class. But I yeah. think there's some clear tears here. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that definitely. Um, Suggs is probably the big underperformer out of the whole group. Yeah, think? yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's a shame he didn't um didn't work out because, well, he was the guy that everyone thought out of the two magic rookies was gonna be the one. Yeah, well he was a consistent player in college and yeah. Just hasn't been here. Maybe it's the fit maybe playing in Orlando, yeah. but we'll yeah. see. I think he'll I, still be end up being a good NBA player. Yeah, 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 definitely. Since since the the uh since he's come back healthy, um the numbers are there but the efficiency is definitely the mm. efficiency is but also the Magic need to just figure out their fucking guard rotation and get it like a consistent rotation going. They got way too many guards. Yeah, maybe uh, some moves done in the off season. But man, oh, I just really quickly want to talk about Wagner. I did not expect him to be as good as he's been. Yeah, he's been really like, good. I think he's leading all score all rookies in scoring. Um yeah, I think sh- Cade's I think Cade's Higher points per game. Um, well, total so, points, was it? Uh, oh, yeah, no. Points per game, Cade has it. But, yeah, total points, Franz would have him, for sure. Yeah, um, he's played the most games, 73. Yeah, and just efficient shooting as well. Yeah, good just, on the yeah. line. Good and straight. Mm. He's just good at it. He's just good at everything. I just, I just uh, did not predict it. Like, I was just like, oh, the brother of Mo Wagner. Come on now. But he's been, I, he's been I, I actually liked him. I was going to pick him in fantasy too, if he, yeah. if he um, fell. But uh, I think someone just picked him ahead of me, and I went with book night, which didn't work out. Yeah. Come on, Baraghi, you should have played him. But oh, fucking yeah. yeah you, uh, this is just a tangent. But have you seen all the the conspiracy dudes on on Twitter? The, uh, it's an ugly side of Hornets much. fans, man. There's an ugly side to Hornets fans. They they think there's some conspiracy in that the Hornets are faking Book Knight's injury and Barrigo. Like they yeah, they think Barrigo right. is well, out to, to sabotage the team. It's like why? Like what, what purpose would that serve? Yeah, like the yeah, way Barrigo do doesn't do give like doesn't give Lamelo forty minutes a game and oh man. There's a bunch of fuckwits, man. It's it's crazy. Get on to how about the, the earth is flat. Just, yeah. <laughs> it seems more likely. Um, defensive teams. Who did we have on those? Okay. So first team, um, I had Drew, Ben Simmons. <laughs> that, that didn't work. Hasn't out. played. <laughs> Giannis. Uh, I had Bam. Because uh, the defensive teams is just three front court, two back court, and Gobert. Um, and you also had Drew. Uh, you had Thibel, Draymond, OG Ananobi, and then Bam. All dudes that sort of could have been there if it wasn't yeah. due to injury. Yeah. So, who? Oh, well, let's go. I, 
I'll tell you who I had in my first team. I had Gary Bear, Giannis, who I picked to be defensive player. I wanted to put in Triple J, but I actually put this dude ahead of him, Mikhail mm-hmm. Bridges, in the front court. Mm-hmm. Back court was Drew and Marcus Smart. I think I think Boston with their needed definitely needed representation in these defensive teams, being the best defensive team in the league. Um, Smart's not the only guy I have. There's, there's a guy in the second team here. I think Smart sort of slumped a bit last season defensively, mm-hmm. but I think he's not back. Maybe not his best, but yeah. consistent, very consistent. And <clears throat> as his namesake said, just smarter. Even mm. smarter, like some, you know, he'd, he'd have that bit of that, but well, we saw it with the kick out running back on uh, Clay. Yeah, like he's still got that in him, but it's just yeah. not happening as much. Mm. Um, go Bear, just same, you know, the same Go Bear, maybe even a bit better on the perimeter. Like he's he's coming out a little bit more now, but and he's doing a a decent job of it. Um. Obviously, we'll have to wait and see to the playoffs. Our teams will sort of try and play against them. Um, Giannis, we're talking about. But Mikhail Bridges, man, he's if he was bulkier, he'd almost be like a lighter Giannis, like a, mm. a smaller Giannis. Like his length, what he can do on the perimeter is pretty insane defensively. Um, doesn't foul too much. Also, another very smart player. Yeah, so I went Mikhail Bridges over Triple J. I wanted to put there instead, but I, yeah, I went Mikhail Bridges. Um, your first team. Yep. So I also had Gobert uh, and Mikhail Bridges. Um, I had Jaron here because that's who I picked for Defensive Player of the Year. So I don't have Giannis in my first team. I really, really, if I could, this is why I asked you before we started recording, if Michael qualified as a guard, I would have had him as a guard. <laughs> and I would have had Giannis uh, yeah. in my first team. Um, and I got the same backcourt as you, Marcus Smart and Drew Holiday. Yeah, I think Drew might slightly be down from last year. I think last year he had a very good defensive season. Mm. Um, I, I would have put Drew to the second team if Michael qualified as a guard. Yeah. So my actual team would be uh, Michael as a guard and Giannis forward and Drew in yeah. the second team. Or he can he's fully capable of guarding guards. Like he does it quite a bit. He'll yeah, take on yeah. The yeah. offensive assignment, the best best one on the opposing team. So yeah, unfortunately, he only quali- plays nine percent at shooting guard. So I uh, I left him off. But that would be my real team. But this is how I how I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Uh second team I have. Gone triple J. Oh, do, you want, do you want our? Do you want our? Oh, yeah, we need those. Okay, sweet. Um, so I had uh, Thibel, Marcus Smart, Draymond, Anthony Davis, and Joel Embiid. And you had Ben Simmons here. You had Lonzo Ball, which I thought was a was a good shout. Uh, Giannis, Miles Turner, and Gobert. Injury, injury, injury again. Injury yep. nows me. Yep. Um, well, I had some of it right. I went Embiid on my second team, mm-hmm. Triple J. So some big guys here. And I went Time Lord too, Robert Williams third. Mm-hmm. Had Boston representation. If you look up advanced stats too, he's high on most most of them yeah. defensively. And I think he's just been, he's been really smart. Like, 
you could say it's sort of the same sort of things as Triple J. Yeah. Yep. That's how it's improved. Yeah. Now our backcourt's interesting. And uh it's 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 really interesting. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see who you have in the backcourt. I've gone CP three. I think he's mm-hmm. I think he's been really good. I nearly I nearly had him. And this is a bit of a homerish pick. I've gone Pat Bev. Yeah. Okay. Now I, I admit it. I will say I think he's been better this year than his last couple of years at the Clippers. I thought the last couple of years at the Clippers he kind of no no just last year at the Clippers I think he was I wouldn't go as far as saying a bad defender but the whole thing where Russell Westbrook you know says all he does is runs around and talks I think last year that was kind of true. Um, yeah, to a certain extent, definitely. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm talking in term relative to his normal ability. Yeah. Yeah, I think last year was a bad defensive year for him, but I do think he's been pretty good this year. Although I will say I don't think he entered my my mind for the for the team. Maybe slightly, maybe briefly. Well, you look at the difference of him on that Timbles roster yep. and how it's impacted them defensively. Yeah, it's true. Like, I think he's a good defensive leader too. Like, he can organise a defence. He can... I mean, he's... he's Obviously, his um has you know what well, is worn on the other players. Whatever whatever he's doing, whether it's verbally or just you know positionally, mm. um, yeah, there's no sort of reek of that fake hustle which some people were calling him before. Like mm. you know, like some dudes fake hustle. Like you've seen Westbrook do that sort of shit, mm. and Pat Bev, yeah, sometimes maybe he did that, but I think it just the way the unit defensively he provides some cohesion to it, and mm-hmm. like that, re- the Timberwolves have really improved on that. And they have, yeah. I think you're even going back to the Clippers, like and it's probably on the offensive end for him too, though. But they just won games when he played, and then with them, when he was out, they sort of struggled, and, and mm. it's sort of the same thing with the Timberwolves. Now, is that all defense or uh, or the good things he does on offense or the things you know you don't really notice and you do notice the some dumb too. shit that he does he does he do does. dumb shit. he does yeah he does <laughs> but i really like his defense when i've seen the timbrels play he's mm. he's impacted it and to me oh, i don't I, think I, there's yeah. really any standout guards this season yeah that that's my thinking behind but mm. and yeah it is biased because <clears throat> All right, mate, who have you got? All right, so I've got Giannis here. I've got Embiid here. Uh, I actually have Evan Mobley here as well. No, I was thinking about putting Mobley yeah. in. So I got, got a rookie in the defensive team. Um, now, I went Thibel, um yeah. as, as one of my guards. He, he qualifies. And while I don't know if he's had the same impact as, as last season, I, I went Thibel over Chris Paul. Um, but I, I would be perfectly happy to put Paul in there as well. I think Phoenix's defense has been great, and I think he is, even though Michael's, I would say, the best defender quite easily, um, I think Chris Paul is still a big part of that improved thing. Um, yeah. Now, the the other guy I went, I nearly went Derek White, because mm. he's been great nice. this season. Um, I nearly did. But then I decided to go back to San Antonio. I went to Jean-Jean. Yes, I was thinking about Murray too. Yeah. 
He's been great defensively, and he did make the All-Star team, but in terms of defensively, no one really has been mentioning him this year. Yes. I mean, he leads the league in steals. You know, that's not always an indication of good defense, but with DeJounte, it absolutely is an indefense. Yeah, because he built his name on defense. Yeah, he's already made a defensive team. Mm. Like, yeah, three seasons ago, he made a defensive team. Yeah. He's definitely in the running. I mean, in reality, I probably should have picked him over Pat Bev. But... Yeah, yeah it's your list. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it just... I sort of valued the, how he's impacted the team overall, whereas... Yeah, that's good. Spurs are still struggling defensively. Yeah. And Pirtle's decent too, so I don't know. Maybe just overall the, the roster for, hasn't worked as well. Yeah, but I did... I nearly went Derek White just... Um, he was good in San Antonio, and then he's gone to Boston and been even better defensively. I, I think I don't think it's a coincidence that their defense really picked up once he he came aboard. I agree. Even though Marcus Smart was was pulling putting in work there already, um, I think I think the addition of Derek White has uh, made a huge impact there too. Agreed. Right, all NBA teams. First team, who did we pick on this? Okay, so first team, um, you had Luca, Harden, LeBron, Yarden, Jokic. All right, you had? I had Steph, Dane, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I had Paul George, God damn it. Um, Giannis and Embiid. Yeah, the the PG thing, my thinking was Kawhi's out and I thought PG would lead the Clippers and they would still be good. Uh, so that was my thinking and then PG got injured as well. So Yeah, I like the thinking, yeah. I like the thought process behind that. Mm. Um, and he fully well could have. You look how good the rest of this roster has, what they've done. Yeah. You know, they're still winning. So imagine yeah. you yeah, put yeah, PG in. Yeah, and you saw there, with, that. Yeah, and coming off that playoffs too, with Kawhi yeah. out and PG really leading it, like he finally sort of that sort of stigma he had the last couple yep. of seasons. It's like he fails in the playoffs yep. big time. He, I literally mentioned very, that too in the, yeah. in the pod. I, I mentioned that he uh, shitted the playoff P nickname, gave it to mm. Porzingis. Yeah. And then um, and just got injured, just like yeah. near Dame too. And what could have been? The whole season could be completely different. Yeah. So who did you have on your predictions that ends up being the same as your prediction now? Uh, Giannis. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had Giannis too. Yeah. And I had, I've got Jokic yeah. being my MVP pick. And I had Luka too. So three out of five, not too bad. I'm, I'm happy with that. For me. Um, I suppose I might as well fill out the rest of my team here. In the backcourt, along with Luke, I've gone Jarma Rant, who we've talked about. Um, yeah, Memphis second in the West, just having a beast of a season. I've gone LeBron as the other forward spot. Um, yeah, leading the league in points per game. Obviously still doing LeBron stuff, just still a beast at how old he is. Um, don't think he's MVP level this season. I mean, look at how bad Lakers are struggling, but at the end of the day, he's still top 
Oh, top four player in the league. Yeah, yeah, top five. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got we got the exact same first team. Okay, Jokic, Giannis, Bron, Giannis, Jokic. Yeah, there we exact go. Same. Yeah. Um, I don't think we need to talk. We've talked about all these yeah, guys. Uh, Luca, Luca, actually, we'll talk a little bit about Luca. Oh yeah, no, we haven't yeah. even talked Luca. Um, <laughs> Dallas. We talk about Boston dominating 2022. Uh, Dallas is right behind them. And, man, Dinwiddie, but that trade has just, you know, played into their strengths even more. A lot of question marks around Dinwiddie too, like can he yeah. play alongside Kernan? That's worked, and, man. Yeah, no, he certainly fucking can. Great defensively. They did, they, they, it's very, like, you can see Jason Kidd's influence of how he played on this team. A completely different player to Luca, but you can see his influence on this team. They're very like, I'm guessing their pace would be one of the slowest in the NBA. Where Luca run it, just Luca just does things in his time. And I think the best thing about Dallas now is everyone like knows their role. And Porzingis, they couldn't work that out with Porzingis. What are like? whether he wanted more of a role or, you know, and maybe they didn't want him to have that or maybe they did and he just didn't perform. I don't know. Or the relationship between him and Luca just didn't work. But now everyone on that team knows their role and they, they play into that role. And Luca's just been on a tear, really, the last month or so. Mm, he has. Also better defence like Jokic. Because at the start of the season, he wasn't at all. No, came came in out of shape, like quite a bit out of shape, um, and yeah, that's I think that's a big reason for the early season struggles for him. Um, yeah. Dallas have been way better than I gave them credit for. Uh, yeah. I still, I just, I don't rate Jason Kidd as a coach. Even now, I still, I'm still not a fan. But whatever they're doing is is working. Credit where it's due, I guess. Yeah. For sure, but but yeah, Luca's not getting enough credit. I'll I'll definitely say that. Um, just because of the slow start, he's uh, people have sort of forgotten about him now. But he has been insane of late. He has. All right, second team. What were our early predictions? Okay, so on this team, I had Luca and Harden. Um, also had KD, LeBron, and Jokic. And you had almost my entire first team. So you had Steph, <laughs> Dane, PG. You had KD here. And- well, I've got Embiid on this team. So I can take that. So who do you have now on your second team? Okay. So I went, I got Steph. Um, I got Devin Booker. Uh, I've got Durant still. I got DeMar DeRozan. And then I got Embiid. Nice. So I had Steph as well as Embiid. Um, mm-hmm. The other guard I got is CP3. Just mm-hmm. that, well, we'll talk about him. I won DeRozan as well. He's had a great season. And I've got Jason Tatum over KD. Um, yep, KD, um, penalising for games played. Yeah. Yep. Tatum's I, been a beast. Yeah, I very nearly did the same thing. I think if, yeah, I think if KD played more, uh, well, if KD played more, he'd be in the first team over LeBron for me. Oh, wow. Because I think KD has been that good. Like, that good. Yeah. 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 
yeah, I, I, I nearly did the same thing. I nearly dropped KD down um, to, to the third team. But, yeah, ultimately, I just I thought when he has played, he has been fantastic. And, yeah, I, I guess I kind of held Tatum's slow start against him as well a little, little bit, um, which may or may not be fair, but it's my list. Yeah, exactly. Scott, you choose it to be. Yeah. yeah, 27 points per game, 86% from the line, four and a half assists, eight boards, highest of his career. Shooting over 50% from the field, 35% from three was actually the lowest mark of his career. But where'd you get the, he's shooting 45 from the field. 50% from two. Oh, from two, sorry, Just two. rather than yeah. the field. But yeah. overall, he's at 40, 44.7. Yeah. Which is pretty in line with how he's been most of his career. Yeah. Starting all games. And, you know, best defense in the league. Mm. Yeah, Boston on a tear. I think he deserves deserves that second team. Yeah. Uh, you had Harden. I had Harden in my first team. That's been a big fuck up. Um, mm. Dane PG were talked about yeah. having played this season. DeRozan is the surprise. Really? Yes, very much so. Well, those, been... That running went on just with game-winning shots. Um, mm. Over 30, What he got the record. Uh, over 50, No, was it over 50% scoring yeah. 35 points per game, eight yeah. in a row? Yeah. I think Jordan still had the record, didn't he? No, it was Wilt. He bet Wilt. Oh, okay. I, I must be thinking of a different record. Yeah, no, he, he got the record. He, got, yeah. he was equal with Wilt on... Seven in a row, maybe that yeah. was equal with Jordan too. And then yeah. the next game, he got it. He got the there was, Yeah, there was another one where it was it was to do with Chicago scoring specifically, and he was second to Jordan. But Jordan had like a massive lead. Oh, that's, was that's that the one I'm thinking of. Forty point games or thirty five games be something or something. Like that. It might just be thirty five. Yeah, games, it was so. a funny as one. It was yeah. like DeRozan has moved into second on the Bulls yeah. all time, and yeah. it's like. 20 games or something, yeah. like Jordan's got like 400. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> something stupid. Yeah. Yeah, I think Jimmy Butler was on that list. Scotty and maybe like Artis Gilmore or someone else. Yeah. There was the whole list. Yeah. Right. Third team predictions. What did okay. we pick? Uh, you had Jar. So you were the only person to pick Jar at all, and he was on your third team. Um, you had Donovan Mitchell, Tatum, Anthony Davis, and Bam. Well, yeah, those injuries on. And then Bam. Yeah. And then I had Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, Tatum, Jimmy Butler, and Bam. Very close. Jimmy's had a probably down season, I'd say, for Jimmy, unfortunately. I mean, he's still on the best team in the league, uh, mm. in the East. Mm. I just don't think he's been as good. Defensively, no, he, he has been, I think. Well, but, he had a he had a fantastic season last season. A pretty pretty understated season too. Mm, agreed. Um, so I have for my third team, I've gone Cat as the mm-hmm. third center. Hayley, well, we've just talked about the games played mm-hmm. as my reasoning. My other forwards, well, I've gone Booker. I've sort of mm-hmm. he has played that forward spot. So I have, I've got gone to even book a best team in the league. He's just a great player. And I've got Spider, who hasn't been talked about at all this season. And 
Utah are still in there with a, with a chance, and they're just not getting talked about because they're doing the same old thing. And my last guard, I've gone Trey Young. I just uh, individually, he's having a yep. great season offensively. Yeah. Right. Who did you have in your third? Yeah. So I also went Cat. Um, I think he's been clearly the third best center in the league this year. Um, he's been fantastic and uh, like actually showing. I don't want to say showing effort because, well, no, I think that is a fair thing. Like, there's been times where he's been quite complacent, mm. whereas yeah. this year he's actually shown like a, a willingness to to really dig in and try and actually win these games instead of just getting his numbers. Um, I can agree with that. Yeah, so I got Cat. I got Tatum here. Um, nearly had him in my second team. Uh, I still put Jimmy on my third team. Yeah. Um, I nearly had Levine, who qualifies as a forward, uh, but I ultimately went Jimmy, just so there's some representation from the best team in the East. Um, but then with my backcourt, I went more individual seasons. I went Trey Young as well, and I went DeJounte. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, DeJounte's nearly averaging a triple-double, um, playing all de- defensive-level defense, leading the league in steals. Uh, yeah, I I, I kind of had to had to put him in there, and then yeah, Trey's averaging nearly a double double, and I don't think it's his fault. The Hawks have been as bad as they've been. Yeah, uh, it's not. Um, mm. Hawks is a funny one to sort of pinpoint where it's mm. sort of gone wrong there. Yeah, yeah. But like mm. what he's doing, like numbers wise with Trey, he's just. I mean, he's nearly averaging thirty and ten. Yeah, which is which That's is crazy. Pretty nuts. Yeah, his three he's, point shooting's better too. Best of his, actually, of his career. He's actually within reach. I mean, I, he won't get it this season. It's too late now. But he's within reach of leading the league in scoring and assists. Like he's near the top for both. Um, which did Harden do that? I don't think he did. A eh? when he led the no, league. He when he, yeah. So the last person to do that was uh, Tiny Archibald. Nate Archibald. Yep. Yeah. So, like, that's something Trey realistically could do. And also, this is his best shooting season uh, quite easily. He's actually quite efficient from the floor this year, um, while also shooting career highs. No, not quite career highs, sorry. His second season, he was shooting a shit ton. But he's at 38% from three and 46% from the field. So, And, and 90% from the line. And still shooting, shooting a lot of shots. Yeah, From deep to like, yeah. deep, deep. Yeah, so... He's actually had a very improved season. It's just a shame that the Hawks have not. I've sort of shit out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think of some guys who I yeah I nearly had Chris Paul instead of Dejounte, but I was like you know no nah, I want to I want to reward this season he's having because um, he's been he's been really good and yeah I nearly put Levine in instead of Jimmy Butler. Ultimately, I just thought it would be wrong to not have a single Heat player on one of the All-NBA teams. Mm, yeah, I mean, I thought about that, but I was like, no, I actually don't think I could do it. Yeah, like, there's no like, standout like, to me. Like To me, it's probably Bam still. Um, yeah. I mean, Jimmy's still having, is averaging 21, 6, and 6. Well, it's yeah, not it's a terrible good. season. I just don't and, know And why nearly two I'm steals a game as well. 
Yeah, I don't know why I'm down a bit on him. Yeah, his three point shooting has fallen off completely. He can't, he can't hit a three to save his life, and he's still attempting two a game as well. <laughs> so, That's yeah, bad, his, man. His his efficiency in general is is down, but I think he's still like he had a fantastic season last, um, which I think makes this season look bad by comparison. But yeah, I I think he's still deserving. I just yeah. that last Ford spot, I don't think there was a lock regardless. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm. Yeah, I'd probably lean Levine over Jimmy. Yeah, I I, I guess I kind of penalise them. It's it's funny. Sometimes I take into account team success. Sometimes I don't. But yeah, Chicago's sort of like dropping a little bit. So I yeah, I guess I um, yeah knocked them off for that and yeah sort of rewarded the Heat for their season, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. I think I think it's not the first category you go to to, to judge someone on an award, but mm. you see for like a tiebreaker or or yeah. a point to yeah to put in there. And that that's that's what it was. Um, I did also look at uh, Siakam as well. Yeah, I I thought about um, Siakam too. Yeah, just yeah, I just thought he was just a he was a like a tier below the other two. Yeah, I agreed. That yeah, sure. That about wraps it up there. So man, it's been it's been a fun season so far. And, and mm. what I like is definitely a lot of these awards are up for grabs. There's only yeah. like like six man of hero and maybe Monty with coach. Mm. Other than that, like mm. pretty open. A lot of people seem to think the jar for MIP is a lock as well. I don't think so. I don't yeah. think it's a lock. I think it's front runner and simon's probably you know he's just not in the spotlight as much as jar even though as we said the media is not on memphis as much mm. but uh yeah I, I think he'll get it put it that way i think jar's mm. in the line for most improved but i think it's closer than what we think even though he's having a great season and he's definitely mm. improved majorly yeah well that about wraps it up for tonight good to have Get back on a podcast, man. It yeah, felt yeah. like felt like months. It's only it felt like ages. Yeah, it's only been two weeks. Yeah, two three, weeks. Three weeks. Out on, so yeah, three weeks all up. But yeah, we definitely got. Well, we got you and Twain. We're doing a wrestling pod. I'll I'll be missing out of that because yeah, I'll just be listening on the on the on the bloody headphones rather than talking on them. Yeah, got uh, got a WrestleMania one in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we'll be probably be talking Ozark. When that yep. second part of season four comes out, we'll be doing a Scorsese rewatch rankings at some stage in the year. Obviously, we've got NBA playoffs coming up. Better call Saul final season. Yeah, we've got plenty coming up. Maybe even talk some NRL with Twain. I mean, we didn't even admit there's been a lot of NFL moves. Maybe that's something we can go over next week, too. Yeah. Uh, Sports yeah, a cards, of, a couple of contributions, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, always plenty to talk about. So, yeah, mm. thanks, man. Good, good to hear from you and yeah, on, on the men. So, yeah, cheers for coming on once again. Yeah. Over and out, cheers, Brett. Peace.